Thursday, September 24th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And uh, Pat, if you can hear those uh, crickets outside, mm-hmm. um, it's not uh, your imagination. And it's not somehow to represent the domestic box office for this past weekend uh, in that it was empty and full of crickets. Mm-hmm. No, I am broadcasting from what I'm referring to as the shed. Yeah, it was it, always meant to come to this. Because it is a shed. Mm-hmm. But I feel mm-hmm. a little bit more special if it's just the shed. Right. It's like how, uh, you know, Mark Maron referred to it as the garage. As yes. if that was like a special cool place when, in fact, it was just a garage. It was or a garage. As- or as the young man in the film Room referred to Room as Room. Mm-hmm. Not well, that, room. I think that I, that's the coolest way to refer to your small dwelling. You know, like if you call it the garage, there's something to it. Or if you call it the shed. If you call it a shed, then it's just a shed. It's nothing. And if you were to call it shed... If you were to say, I am broadcasting from Shed, then I think you've got something really special. All right. Well, then, uh, there there we go. I think then I'm redubbing it Shed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're in business. Nice. So we are broadcasting the latest B.O. Boys from my apartment and from Shed. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, those crickets are real crickets. They are not the crickets that are uh, just jumping through the empty movie theaters that are showing Tenant. Those are real, real crickets. So but, we've got a really, we've got a really fun show, Pat. So let's, let's just do this top, let's just do the top five uh, for this week because, number one, there's not much going on. Mm-hmm. And number two, the top five are the, uh, they're all movies that are exclusively in theaters so let's stick to that okay so number one tenant made 4.7 million dollars down 29.9 percent in its third week total gross this was as of this past weekend is 36 million dollars yeah i don't know what else there is to say about tenant uh, everybody's questioning, should we call it a flop? Is it a flop? It is a flop. Yeah, I don't know who's questioning that other than just uh, shills and uh, paid mouthpieces. You know, if you're a paid mouthpiece, of course you don't call it a flop. You say that it's doing the best it can or that is attempting to rescue movie going. That is what you say if you're a paid mouthpiece. If you are an honest observer like the B.O. Boys, it is a flop. Tenet flopped. And, you know, we're going to talk about the ramifications of this flop later. A lot of huge moves. A lot of big uh, schedule news dropped today. And there's no other way to look at it other than it is the result of Tenet flopping at the theater. Yeah, I mean, I think these moves that we'll get to cement the fact that this movie is a bomb yes. and drastically underperformed 
even in this environment. Yes. The legacy of Tenant is going to be that every other movie ends up moving off of the 2020 schedule for good. That is That's... what Tenet will be remembered for. It will not be remembered for its plot, its time travel, but not really time travel. It's going to be remembered for everyone saw what happened and they ran as far as they could. Isn't it funny that the savior, the mm-hmm. supposed savior of the domestic box office is morphing into a demented Pied Piper? Mm-hmm that is leading movies to destruction. But that's the thing is they're not falling for the Pied Piper this time. Yes. It's a good Pied Piper. Yep. It's a good Pied Piper story. It's a story where they realize who the Pied Piper is before it's too late. It's fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Now, wait, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right, but they don't get fooled again in this Won't version of the again. Pied Piper. Yes, and and just in case people are, because you know the rest of the the media is talking about Tenet and they are waffling, and that's because they weren't covering the box office when there was no box office like mm-hmm. us. We've been, our listeners know, and the and and the insiders that listen to this podcast know. We were in the trenches. We, we, you know, we missed a week or two here or there. But we have been broadcasting about COVID box office in whatever form it was since the very beginning. So we are more suited to knowing what is a movie that is flopping and what is doing well. Mm-hmm. So right. our bona fides, our bona fides will be proven historically. Like we've said, we will be in the history books for many a reason. But us broadcasting through this worldwide tragedy, I was going to say national tragedy, which it is, but worldwide tragedy, it will not be forgotten. No, no. And a lot of box office prognosticators, they took long stretches off. I don't know where they were. I don't know what they were doing. You know, hopefully they had other revenue sources, you know, and listen, people got to watch their kids. They, they were doing other things, but they were doing other things. They were not paying attention to box office for months at a time the way we were. So now when they just come back from their long slumbers and try and say what's what at the box office, uh, you can't take it seriously. Box office mojo was not picking up the phone and calling drive-ins to ask how much films were making Mm -hmm. a website called box office mojo did not do anything for a two month plus stretch during this pandemic yep so basically what we're saying is we're the only ones you could trust and yeah tenet is is the pied piper that people are luckily not listening to anymore. So that is a good sign in this day and age that sometimes we see a Pied Piper for what he or she is. So number two, mm-hmm. New Mutants made 1.8 million, 
down 12.7%. This is a film that is now at $17 million. And like we've said, see, we're the people who know this movie is a success because it would not have made that much money in any normal time. Nope. Yeah, it is so interesting to see this movie now four weeks in continue to hover around that two million dollar mark i mean it's just going to show tenant isn't just bombing because people aren't going to the theater at all tenant is bombing because people are going and choosing to see other things there are people who last weekend made the choice i'm gonna go to a movie but i'm gonna go see the new mutants and not tenant that, uh, yeah, a movie that had been out for four weeks, a movie that had been in production for nigh on three years. Mm-hmm. They would rather see a warmed over last gasp of the Fox era X-Men films than a brand new Nolan film. That yep. says something about Tenet. Yep. It I mean, says new... more about Tenet than it says about New Mutants. Yes. I mean, New Mutants stars... A cast of people who look nothing today like what they did in the movie. In the movie, everyone here looks like a child. And we're talking about a cast that is now in their, you know, late 20s since Mm -hmm. this has been over. I mean, it's very rare to be able to get people to go see a movie in which the cast no longer looks like what they do today. Other than a catalog film. You'll go see Back to the Future today even though you know Christopher Lloyd no longer looks like what he did in Back to the Future. But that's built into it. You know he's not going to look the same as he would if you see him on the street. But New Mutants is a new movie, and you have to go to this knowing that the way they look on screen looks nothing like the way they would look if you ran into them in the middle of the street. And that's rare. New Mutants is like boyhood, but it wasn't trying to be. Yes, yes. Yes, though maybe there is, that is part of the appeal of this movie, perhaps, is people looking at it not just as some new, you know, horror superhero movie. They're looking at it as this indie experiment. I mean, I mean, I think, when did this movie, this movie was shot in 2017, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Or I think early, maybe a year earlier, maybe 2016. No, I think that's too early. I think it's 2017. And I think, you know, as much as people from 2016 on have hated uh, the time they live in, mm-hmm. I do think there's some general nostalgia for 2017. It seems quaint compared to 2020. Right, right. I mean, I think there's always some nostalgia for anything a few years earlier. And maybe, yeah. The way that this summer, you know, Jurassic Park and Star Wars movies and all those catalog films played on nostalgia, that might be what's fueling New Mutants. Is that just like a nostalgia for three years ago? So, but so people are people are going. You know, like you said, seventeen point seven million total uh, North American uh, box office so far. That's that is more than it would have made if it was just released in normal non-pandemic times up against a bunch of other movies absolutely 
so number three, we have a newbie, a movie called Infidel, mm-hmm. which made one point three million dollars. It's in seventeen thousand. I'm sorry, one thousand seven hundred twenty-four theaters, and uh, it's by it's a uh, from Cloudburst Entertainment. This is a action thriller starring Jim Caviezel, mm-hmm. I believe. So this is a uh, a film that made over a million, so it's something. But in any other, of course, any other time, this movie does not get released in theaters. Or if it does, it is not in over uh, 1,500 theaters. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this falls into that weird category that sometimes you do see movies like this, even in normal times, just like end up opening at number nine because it is sort of a very political, somewhat religious skewing movie that has a fervent fan base. And, you know, sometimes those movies we never hear, we never realize. I mean, we always know they're coming because, you know, you're not going to catch us by surprise at the box office. But most people end up being shocked when a movie like this opens in the top ten. And... You know, it definitely opened way higher. This wouldn't have opened number three in normal times. But it is one of those movies that has a sort of fringe element to it that are all going to go see it. It will probably drop off greatly next weekend. Um, But it may, it's averaged $800 per theater, which is only half of what Tenant averaged this weekend. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that Infidel average almost per per screen as much as Tenet is, again, not to bring everything back to Tenet's failure, but, God, for it to, Tenet and Infidel to be running so close together is just, it's, it's, it's a blight on Tenet. Yeah. And Tenet, I mean, it's gobbled up a lot of screens. It's at 2,930 screens. It, it added 120. It's going to continue to add screens, but... That's gonna. It's negligible at this point if if New York and California don't open up. And even then, like we've said in previous episodes, Tenet is a certified bomb. The right. intelligentsia that live on the coasts are not going to want the stacks warmed over failure. Right. I mean, Keep this is a movie that this. It's a movie that the stacks have rejected already. You know, it's not like New York and L.A. were at the picture. The stacks were just lining up around the stacks to go see this. You know, you had just uh, piles of people, the height of the stacks, figuring the movie theaters at the top of the stack. And it was some kind of stack sensation. And then maybe New York and L.A. opens up and they say, you know what? Let's see what all these stack dwellers are, are, are getting their uh, overalls and a twist over. I want to see this. The and, stacks and have rejected this. They haven't rejected it, but is they haven't rejected it because it's too smart for them. No, they've rejected they it because just it rejected just it because it's not what they want. Yes, yes. And so when New York and LA open, and the movie theaters open on the coast, they're gonna say we don't want stack rejection. I mean, maybe there's, maybe there will be some kind of element of New York and LA. Saying, well, if the stacks don't like it, we're gonna like it. I mean, that there's always that possibility, but I, I don't see it. I think 
New York and LA open and they see tenant on the, the marquee and they're just, it's next. Next. You know what would need to happen, and we don't get political on this show very frequently, but sometimes politics does play into box office. And what Tenet would need is for Trump to denounce it. Yes. And then New York and L.A. will line up and go see it. Yes. That would be huge. I, From what I've heard of Tenet it doesn't seem like the type of movie that's going to be able to get that um but that would be big a you know some kind of like uh some kind of Tenet stinks all caps tweet I don't know I I can't do a tweet impression of this guy but yeah if 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 he was to denounce Tenet at a at a rally and then New York and L.A. box office opened up the following weekend. That could be big. It could be a, a protest screening. You know, people yeah. people, people sit through this, this garbage, you know, out of political protest. Which, whatever gets people to buy movie tickets. Because the best yeah, case scenario is people buy the ticket just to protest Trump. And then they don't go at all. Which, right now, is still the, you know maybe the, the, the safest thing. So that, that might be the best case scenario. Maybe that's tenants only hope. Yeah. Let's, let's hope that that happens. Yeah. So number four, unhinged mm-hmm. made $1.2 million down 15.5%. Still in a good amount of theaters, 2,324. And this movie has made $15.7 million. Mm-hmm. This is a success for this film. Yeah. No, Solstice Studios, they did what they were looking to do with this movie, which is to make some money and to make a name for themselves. And, and, and they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're none of us are ever going to forget the name Solstice Studios. No, we turned around on them because, again, like I said previously, we made fun of the name of the studio like it was some sort of out-of-business yoga studio. Mm-hmm. That that closed pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think Solstice Studio now has uh, has like a equality ring to it now. You know, like when I when the next thing that Solstice Studios puts out, I'm going to check out just because it's them. Oh, definitely. This is a Blumhouse situation for me. Yes. This yes. is an A24 situation for me. Yes. This is a uh, uh, Annapurna used to be, used to be Annapurna. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and especially if they stay in this wheelhouse, you know, schlocky drive-in action with recognizable big star, you know, that that could be a good spot for them. Yeah, I I mean, it's, it's a good start, and that's all you can hope. In these times. Yeah. Do, do we think that, um, you know, Infidel star Jim Caviezel and, of course, Unhinged stars Russell Crowe, uh, do they as stars end up getting anything out of the success of these movies? I just I guess Jim Caviezel, he's sort of in that spot of he's the, one of the go-to guys for these religious right-wingy you know, uh, indie movies. So I guess yeah, he'll just get Kevin more Sorbo. of those. He's a yes. Kevin Sorbo. 
those those guys will get they'll get a blip like that's the thing is like this is making headlines uh it'll be it's headlines for a week about this jim caviezel in a conservative action movie they i mean people love to have those headlines and these movies always make some of these movies make a decent amount but it's never it's never a huge enough to really warrant anything but a niche audience yeah I guess this keeps him bankable in that space because even within those niche spaces, people could age out, bomb out, you know, eventually you don't use them anymore. You know, I, I don't think I see a lot of, well, I guess Dean Kane every couple of years ends up playing like, you know, a professor who, who takes down, uh, uh, you know, liberals or whatever. So I guess he's still, bankable but this definitely keeps jim caviezel bankable as conservative religious action guy and i think uh ryan philippi had a a pretty substantial hit on pvod recently with a with a movie called second which uh, is some sort of second amendment thriller okay and he's now joined that race and i think he might be the he might be the big star. He's like the Leo of those sort of films at the moment. Yeah. I mean, wow, I didn't know that. I got to look into that because Ryan Felipe entering that space is definitely, I think that's real bad news for Sorbo and, and Dean Kane because he would, he's definitely getting, if he wants to do those movies, he's getting the, the, the scripts first. Well, it's like when Jewel went country. Oh yes, uh, you know, or or Bon Jovi went country, or right. or Hootie went country, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Darius Rucker, right? Th- th- that's it's you then become the big fish, it, not necessarily because there are country stars. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't country stars, but when a mainstream pop act will cross over, it's big news. And I think right. when you look at you know, conservative action movies, they're still niche and they're still small, but people go see them and they rent them just like country artists still, you know, country fans still buy CDs and cassettes. Right, right. So I'm just basically saying that my, you know, that is a sound comparison. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ryan Felipe getting into this space, I didn't realize that was happening, but that's, well... I guess Jim Caviezel, he had a hit, so he's basically saying with this, you know what, Ryan Felipe, you were big on VOD, but I'm number three at the box office this week. I'm still the guy in the space. Maybe they end up with some kind of Batman v Superman of conservative religious action movies at some point. You know, well, you, I don't, certain... I don't know if the cost structure of these movies would ever allow to get both of them in the same movie. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Well, let's go then to number five. Mm-hmm. Broken Hearts Gallery made $802,000, down 28.8%. You know, it's made $2.4 million. It's just not, you know, this, this is a film that... It should have gone to Netflix. This is a Sony picture. Yep. Uh, these kind of movies, the romantic, you know, lean like child, teen leaning films, just dump them on Netflix. That's where mm-hmm. the kids are. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's a movie that the thing about putting stuff on Netflix is by the time it gets to Netflix, most of that audience will think that it was made for Netflix. But I guess the problem for the people who made this movie is they possibly could have had a big sale to Netflix if they did that first. But I doubt Netflix is paying big money for the rights to air Broken Hearts Gallery after it already come out and bombed in theaters. They're going to get yeah. it on the cheap as opposed to, you know, uh, something like in, in the spring when the Lovebirds went straight to Netflix instead of going to theaters. They probably got a much better deal because they didn't bomb first, which would have happened, and then go to Netflix. Well, when Tom Hanks, when Greyhound went to Apple Plus, he was heartbroken, as he said, which he later backtracked a little bit. But I Mm -hmm. do believe he was actually heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I do think that the amount that they paid for it was the best case scenario for that film in the sense of how much it would have brought in at the box office compared to how much it got purchased for. Yeah, because I think Apple paid like $80 million for the rights to it. So I think that, you know, while it was heartbreaking for him, I think it was sound business for the studio who produced it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Broken Broken Hearts Gallery should have just went that route. Now... To buyer's market, Netflix is probably going to say, here's a couple of bucks, bag of apples, a couple of sandwiches, um, we'll put the movie on. Yeah, a bag of soccer balls. Yep. So, let's move on to the moves. Yeah, this is the big news. So, Black Widow, as we knew was going to happen, huh, has moved from November 6th of this year to May 7th of 2021. Mm-hmm. Which means, of course, Eternals is now shifted uh, to from February 12th to November 5th. Mm-hmm. And then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has been shifted from May 7th, 2021 to July 9th, 2021. So that means that's three Marvel movies in 2021. Because it's May, then November. Wait, May, then November, and then July. Yes. No, yes. No, May, July, and November. That's what it is. Yes, May, July, and November. Anyway, three Marvel movies in one year. Um... Yeah, so here we go. Black Widow was the big shoe that I was predicting was going to drop. I I say I was predicting because there was a lot of chatter, Clayton, from your end that Black Widow was going to end up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, well, uh, here, well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm more, I was more hell-bent on another movie going to Disney+. Plus. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tilt my hand because we're gonna do a little draft at the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I mean you already know what it is. Yeah, I um, know, but they don't know, so we could keep we could keep being coy with them. Them yes, being the, the listeners. 
you were adamant that Black Widow would stay theatrical. Mm-hmm. And I was bullish on the, the fact that it might go to Disney Plus with their premium, their premium, you know, PVOD feature that they had added for Mulan. Mm-hmm. Now, with some more time and a little bit more snooping, Mulan was a bust. Mulan was a bust on Disney Plus, and it was a bust internationally. Okay. So, so you have you have got numbers or or or, or no, information just, that Mulan did not do well in its Disney Plus PVOD. Here's the thing: no news is bad news in this case. That's true. If if Mulan had done Buffestrimo, mm-hmm. then we would have heard about it. Yes. But we're hearing mixed things. We're hearing this. We're hearing from these TV tracking devices or websites that are saying that more people watched this on this week and it's like what is this place i've never heard of before they announced that mulan was doing better than hamilton right like right Ham- like that's not even a one-to-one comparison so i'm calling it mulan was a bust i mean we already know it was a bust in china which is where they really thought it was going to do well and it did not do well so I think they're clinging to Black Widow as we got to go all in on this theatrically because we need that North American box office, not just the international box office. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and I know, you know, we've had conversations on and off air that you are definitely down on Marvel as a brand, but they are not going to do the Marvel movies dirty right now. Like a big Marvel movie like Black Widow, that will come out in theaters. Which I think yeah. now this this definitely settles it. Like whatever happens, you know, whether it's the pandemic or the election, you know, whatever whatever America is 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 going through, Black Widow will not go to streaming. It will wait if it takes decades until theaters are at full capacity again, they will hold black. They will keep moving Black Widow until that moment comes. It's not yes. going to go to Disney Plus. But they have not announced anything about Soul, which mm-hmm. is the Pixar film that is supposed to go up against the James Bond film No Time to Die on November twentieth. Okay. Which I think will probably move. But anyway. So so then on Soul. Did Disney make, excuse me, did Disney make Keep it a, in, raw feed. Uh, raw feed. They, they love it. Did Disney actually release a statement saying Soul is sticking or so far we have just gotten, they've, they, they've basically not mentioned Soul. They've pretended they've they don't know. They've not mentioned Soul. So basically reporters ask, what about Soul? And they are just like, next question, or we don't know what to talk about, or that's, on, that's an unfair question. Yeah. That's out of order. Yeah. Um, I, interesting. I reject so, your hypothesis, they said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Black, Black Widow moving to next May. I'm, I'm all for it. It makes, it makes total sense. And not to keep, you know, kicking tenants, spitting on tenant, you know, uh, snot rockets in tenant's direction. But 
Black Widow moving is because they saw what Applewood's had in and they were just yikes. They did the yikes motion. You know, mm-hmm. Black Widow just grabbed the collar of its shirt, looked to the side, yikes, and just kept on walking. Walked all the made way to famous, next year. Made famous by Rodney Dangerfield and the like. Grabbing their collar. Yep. Letting some sweat out, right? Letting the steam yep. out of their collar. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm sure there's very many black and white uh, silent film stars who did the same sort of movement. Yeah, but, but we've lost all that footage. Come on. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield, I think, is a more contemporary reference. Definitely, yeah. Our audience, they're not going to know silent movie stars, but they they all know Rodney Dangerfield. They're watching those movies over and over again, stand-up specials, Johnny Carson appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this also caused an, a ripple that moved Death on the Nile mm-hmm. from October 23rd to December 18th, so still supposedly coming out in 2020. And then a, a movie that now that's a 20th Century Fox movie, well, 20th Century Studios now, mm-hmm. which is owned by Disney. And so a movie called The Empty Man, which is a horror film or a thriller, is getting moved from December 4th up till up to October 20th. Right. So this is a this is a blood sacrifice of Empty Man. Or maybe not October 20th, but it's getting moved up to October. Yeah. Yeah, so it Let's is it looks actual. like it's October 23rd. October 23rd, yes. Yeah. So so Empty Man is moving up um, about a month and a half. Which is, I mean, that is, it's got to be terrifying for the empty man. Yeah. Yeah, If you're empty man, you're terrified. If you're empty man, you're emptying your bowels. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is, yes. That is why that man is empty. Mm -hmm. Because Disney said, you're coming out early. Because, I mean, empty man was already nervous about opening in December. Empty man was probably, you know, uh, pacing around the room. I can't believe I'm going to open December. Tenant just bombed. No one's going to the theaters. It's going to be a disaster. Disney knocks on the door, says, actually, Empty Man, you're coming out six weeks early. Yeah. It's a nightmare. If you're Empty Man, the movie, that's that's the nightmare scenario. So, and then also, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg-directed film, moves from this December 18th to December 10th, 2021. Mm-hmm. So this is big because this shakes up the box office, but also the Oscar race. Yes. I mean, we can't even get into this now because this is just, I mean, the talk about crickets. That that Oscar race is going to be this. This might this year might need an asterisk for people who win Oscars. Well, you know what? I know we're not the Oscar boys or the B.O. boys, but we should perhaps get on the schedule as a topic for an episode soon to talk about what is going on possibly with the Oscars, what all of these moves mean and you know, whether the Oscars should happen or not. Cause yeah, West side story looked to be the big mainstream Oscar play movie <coughs> that was still left. You know, mm-hmm. this looked like your stars born, your, you know, once upon a time, like the big studio film that is going to be a heavy favorite. Your, you know, uh, COVID-1917, 
that type of movie. Um, I will say moving West Side Story to next year, because what we're seeing a lot with Disney is they are sort of sacrificing the Fox holdover projects. They threw New Mutants out there. They still have Death on the Nile in 2020. But I guess it's a good sign for 20th Century Studios that they're not sacrificing West Side Story. And probably a lot of that is because Steven Spielberg is one of the few people who could, you know, push Disney around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so do we want to do, because we're looking at this Deadline article, and it's showing the remaining slate mm-hmm. for films coming out in 2020. Yep. And it is threadbare. The next big film that you could actually call big that is coming out, or at mm-hmm. least might come out, is the Bond movie, No Time to Die, November 20th. I mean, I, well, I would say, I mean, that's definitely a big movie. I thought you were going to say the next big movie is October 9th, The War with Grandpa. That, I think, is big for us. But, I mean, as people who went opening weekend to see Dirty Grandpa. Now, here's the question. Is this war with Dirty Grandpa or regular Grandpa? All right, so I'm looking on the Wikipedia for the war with Grandpa. It doesn't say that this is a continuation of the Dirty Grandpa franchise. There is always the chance that it's a backdoor sequel to Dirty Grandpa. You know, that it is a um, unbreakable split situation where we watch all of War of Grandpa and then the movie ends and we realize he had been Dirty Grandpa the whole time. And of course, we're saying this because War of Grandpa stars Robert De Niro, who also played Dirty Grandpa. Yeah, I mean, you would think if they were marketing it off of the heat from that film, they would call it The War with Dirty Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So it's based on a book called The War with Grandpa. So, okay. And I don't think the book had anything to do. And I don't think Dirty Grandpa was a book. So I don't think it's like, you know, this is a, a book series. It's not like the... Uh, you know, the Jack Reacher books, Dirty Grandpa is not the same thing. Yeah. Um, so War with Grandpa. Um, okay, here's another thing about War with Grandpa, which currently is set to be the next real movie that opens in October. It was initially scheduled to be released in February 2018 by the Weinstein Company. Okay. So this is a, this is some warm soup. This is a movie that I guess originally was going to open in the same year as Dirty Grandpa. Or I guess Dirty Grandpa came out a long time ago. So this is more thin soup or cold soup. Yes, yes. The soup would not be warm. We want warm warm soup. Warm soup is what you want. Yes, yes. I, I don't love... I like cold soup, so I went to warm soup in my mind, but... You like a gazpacho. Yeah, yeah. So, no, War with Grandpa is some very cold soup. And that is the next big movie on the schedule. God, 
I would not want to own a movie theater right now. No, and and uh, you might be able to own one soon, though. Yeah. With, you know, with with how things are going, you might be able to own the building that houses it. Yeah, I mean the building is probably very valuable. The building in use as a movie theater is less so. That's um, so funny because because as soon as it, as soon as a building stops being a movie theater, it quadruples in value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, War with Grandpa is going to be um, that might be the breaking point for these movie theaters because it's right now what we're seeing is the studios are the decision makers where they are saying do we want to put our movie out this year or wait until next year i think the war with grandpa unless it is a backdoor dirty grandpa sequel that is which makes it valuable yes that makes it valuable but if it is not which i don't think it is then these movie theater chains I think they might be wrestling with the decision of do we continue on? Do we put out the war with grandpa or do we just figure out something else? Go back to school, air conditioner repair, you know, DeVry situation. When do the movie theater owners start seeing those DeVry commercials in the middle of the day and start saying, you know, air conditioner repair? Or, or, yeah, absolutely. Thinking about grad school, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Or va- or hashtag fa- van life. Yep. Yeah, I man, mean, what a van. So here's my question about the war with Grandpa. Yeah. Is I think this movie stays where it is, but the the people who go see this movie, or I would think the target audience for this, would be. Young kids. Mm-hmm. So it's a kid's movie. Yep. But also grandparents. Yes. Because, you know, representation is important. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of grandparent representation on the big screen, let alone in the title of a film. Yes. And so when what, they, when they better, are, it's derogatory. It is dirty grandpa. It is bad grandpa. You know, mm-hmm. it is it is uh, describing the grandparents as less than, as smelly, as, you know, uh, as, as not quality humans. But the war with grandpa, you know, especially for grandparents, they love war. Mm. They're They've the war generation. Wars. Yes. Yes, they're they're the last people who've been in. Well, that's not true. There's wars still going on. Yeah, I there's forget. a lot of wars. Yeah, but they're they're the generation that feels like their war. And we're thinking old old grandparents. We're thinking you know because I guess there's boomers or grandparents now. But we're thinking you know World uh, War Two, the greatest yeah. IP of them all. Yeah, so we're thinking that level of grandparents. They're the ones who see something called the war with grandpa, and they say, "I'm a grandpa." I love grandpas. I was in a great war. I love wars. This is the movie for me. But so you're right. That's the audience. But and herein lies the rub. Yeah, give them the rub. This is this is our rub moment. Mm-hmm. This is here comes the rub. Yeah, rub one out. 
they are the people that you would want to go to theaters the least right now. Yes. Because of the dangers of COVID. Yes. Yes. Because even if their, their grandkid doesn't have COVID, you know a bunch of people's kids have COVID and they're running around and they're mm-hmm. giving it to people willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, this showings of this could become mass graves almost. Mm-hmm. This is a trap movie for grand- grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. This is the war, this is the war take... with grandpa is a uh, vice sitting in the woods waiting for a bear. Yes. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is where you, you know, families, bad families, take you know, put they like, hey, take little Cody to see that movie, right, and. They're thinking, this is great, because now we don't have to pay for a home. Right, right. Hospice right. getting expensive. Right, right. Yeah, there, there's definitely people who are sending their elderly, or will be. And hopefully it doesn't happen, but there might be people who are starting to see the commercials for work, grandpa. They're starting to see the pop-up ads on their social media and the websites that they visit. And they might have that thought in the back of their head where... I could send grandpa to go see the war with grandpa and it opens up a room in the house. So that's, it's a, it's a sad thought, but it's definitely something we're going to have to follow as we gear up for the release of what is the next big movie release on the schedule, the war with grandpa, October 9th, which it has already been released in Lithuania. How did again, it do? I, I'll look that up before next week because I think we are going to be covering this movie pretty heavily these next few weeks. So that'll be a little tease for next week is I will find out how the war with grandpa has done in Lithuania. It opened on August 28th there, which again goes wow. to show. We talked about this a while ago. Good for Lithuania having its covid situation i guess under control enough that they were able to get the war with grandpa before we were yep well those lithuanian numbers are something to look forward to yeah yeah so pat let's do what we were gonna do now you had this idea so why don't you give it to our audience tell them what we're about to do we're about to have a little fun a little fun so play a little game i I thought we'd do just a little draft where basically We could read through so everyone knows what we're working with. All of the movies that are still scheduled for release in theaters throughout the rest of 2020 as of this date. As of today, what is it? September 24th. So all of these are the eligible movies for our draft. Clayton and I are each going to draft a three-movie team in which each of us has to pick one movie that we're predicting will stay on a schedule and be released in theaters in 2020. We each pick one movie, which we are predicting will move off of its schedule, you know, and move into 2021. And we are predicting one movie each that we predict will not open in theaters at all and instead be announced to move directly to PVOD or streaming service. 
yes, that is what we are going to do. Yeah. So quickly, I will just read off all the movies that are eligible, which are the movies that Deadline in their article today is listing as scheduled to be released in theaters in 2020. So, of course, The War with Grandpa, then October 16th, Two Hearts and Honest Thief, October 23rd, The Empty Man, October 30th, Fatale and Come Play, November 6th, Has Let Him Go, November 13th, Freaky, uh, and The Comeback Trail, November 20th, No Time to Die and Soul, November 25th, Voyager's Happiest Season, The Croods, December 11th, has Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds, December 18th, has Death on the Nile, Coming to America 2, and Dune, December 25th, has Wonder Woman 1984, uh, and News of the World, starring Tom Hanks, and December 30th, has Escape Room 2. So, there are a lot of movies there. Um... Well, I'm going to just uh, I'm just going to so The Crudes A New Age is actually the Crudes sequel. Yes. So just to let people know, they're not re-releasing The Crudes the first movie, which was a hit. It was a hit. So, and then Clayton, are you good with us only doing one a piece in those categories because there are a lot of movies here. I mean, we could pick two a piece. For each of those three categories. I mean, let's go to a piece then. Why let's do, do one when you could do more? Yeah, so we're each going to pick two stays, two moves into 2021, and two streamos. Okay. All right. So we so, we haven't figured out who's going first, though. Um. All right. How about this? You think of a number between 1 and 10, and be honest— and if I get, oh wait, that wouldn't work because then you would just pick. Um, you know what? How about I'll let you you go first. You just go first. You get to go. You get to pick first, and then we just go back and forth from there. And you've got to make sure that we only use two in each of our three categories. Now, so we can jump around the categories. Is jump around the categories. Like this first pick. Pick the thing that you are most confident about happening. All right. Well, then, in that case, I am going to pick, which I think is the number one draft pick. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. No Time to Die moves. So you're picking No Time to Die moving into 2021. Yes. I know it does better foreign than it does in domestic, but I just don't see that movie with the stakes as big as they are staying in 2020. Wow. Very interesting pick. Um, When you said no time to die, I thought for sure you were saying stay. Very interesting. No, it's got to move. It's too, it's too big. It's too Very big. Very interesting. All right, so record that. Clayton has picked Notes and Dimes to die as a move. My first pick is what I think is a slam doink to move into 2021. Wonder Woman 1984 is definitely moving into next summer. It's already on the cusp. Yeah, it's on the cusp. It's so close. It's so close. Because if they do move it a week, that counts. 
If they oh, decide absolutely. to open it January 2nd, which of course they're not going to do. I think it's a slam doink to move to next summer. Okay. So that's my first pick. So now you're next pick. So my choice for stream mm-hmm. is supposed to come out December 18th, but it is not. It will stream. It is coming to America 2. Because this That's is a, a Paramount movie, correct? It is a Paramount movie, yeah. Now, he, Paramount... So, CBS All Access is a streaming service mm-hmm. that it just kind of uh, has... It, it's been around, but they added a bunch of stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Now, it is going to be renamed Paramount Plus. Really? And if... You're in the streaming game for real now. If you're adding a plus to your name, yep, you're gonna want plus uh, uh, material, right? You're gonna want extra good material. Yes. And what other way to get people to buy your service than release a sequel to a? popular film like coming to america yeah that that's such a great pick um i think that makes sense as being paramount plus i also could see it possibly being sold directly to netflix because netflix has put so much into eddie murphy these last few years like they um they released uh, My Name is Dolomite, or Dolomite is My Name, and they were set to uh, release his stand-up special, which I don't know if it's gotten filmed. So I could also see Netflix making a big play for this movie. Yes. But I think either way, you're right. I I, I think go, Coming to America 2 will be a streamo. Yeah. It's going to stream somewhere. Yeah. Might not be Paramount Plus, but it's definitely going to streaming. That is yeah. my call. No, that's a great move. Um, all right. So I am going to predict a stay. And I think the movie we've been talking about is a slam doing to stay. The War with Grandpa ain't going nowhere. That is opening on October 9th. Grandpa's being let out, put out to pasture. The war is going to be over. This movie's been kicking around for two years now. It's supposed to come out. So I think that this 101 Studios that has the rights to it, they just want to get it off the books. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is a slam doink stay. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a my, sacrifice movie. And, and I mean, I mean, if, if we're going with slam doinks for stays, I got to do The Empty Man because The Empty Man got moved up. Yes. Yes. This is a, a total blood sacrifice. 20th mm-hmm. century, one of those 20th century uh, Disney movies that is just getting burnt off. Disney does not want it to, to look at it, does not want to think about it. The Empty Man will be in empty theaters yep. October October 23rd. Yep. Um, okay, so my next pick, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with another, let's see, do I want to go with a stay for this? Okay, 
let's go with a stream. I am going to go with the Crudes and New Age as a stream. Universal DreamWorks. They've had a lot of success so far with their uh, streaming kids movies. Universal has been one of the ones that's been very quick to go the PVOD route. And they probably had maybe the biggest PVOD success of the pandemic era. Definitely the biggest early one, which was Trolls World Tour. And I feel like the Crudes A New Age falls right into that Trolls World Tour uh, uh, spot of being the sequel to a surprisingly successful first movie. Well, well, Pat, this gets sticky because the Crudes is going to do a hybrid PVOD theatrical release. Gotcha. So they are because Universal is going to get that short window with AMC. It's it's probably going to play only in AMCs, and it's going to. So I I would say, unfortunately, we might have to disqualify this pick. Okay. Okay. Be, because unless you want to say that it just doesn't open in any theaters but i don't think that's going to be the case yeah that's true and i guess now that i think of it trolls actually even then did i totally forget trolls did open in theaters yeah that's right trolls had a theatrical run the whole time they played in drive-ins okay so let's scratch that um i will go with a god do i want to go with another move here you know what i'm gonna go with a stay which is because I'm, I'm trying not to pick any of these movies that I have no idea what they are. I'm trying to stick with some of the bigger recognizable titles. I'll go with Freaky from Universal Blumhouse as a stay. To stay. Which is, yeah, which is the, the Vince Vaughn uh, switcheroo horror movie. They put that trailer out just recently and I feel like that's the type of movie that is going to be hmm this is a drive-in movie this is a huge it's a dr- drive-in movie it's a drive-in movie it's a god that also could be something that just goes to Netflix or Blumhouse has all these streaming deals all over the place as I'm talking myself through, I'm changing this pick. I'm going to go with Freaky as a stream. That's where I'm landing. Freaky as a stream pick. Because well, Blumhouse, for... what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, so, I mean, first of all, Freaky, which is a horror version of a body switch movie, mm-hmm. which, genius idea. I'm surprised yes. nobody's thought of it before this. Yeah, great idea. Great, great idea. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, not to like help you, but right. But I Universal th- might might just open it for a short window and then put it on sale. Okay, final final decision. Here it is. Final answer. Let's go. Let's stay with Freaky. What I originally said. Staying. It stays. Okay. It opens. Universal opens it in some theaters, and it's PVOD a week later. I'm okay, sticking so, with it. So, Freaky as an open. So just just so we get this correct for us and for the audience, yes. when we say a movie is going to stream, yeah, 
that means that it will not be in any theaters, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Or at least and, domestic. Like I would say Mulan is a stream. Yeah. And yeah. if a movie, We can't worry about international, just domestic. If a movie stays, it can also have a dual PVOD release, but it will be available to watch in theaters. Yes. Yes. Okay. If a movie stays, it has to open up in theaters. Cool. Okay, so I am going with what I originally said, which is Freaky is going to stay. So that that fills my two stay spots. I've got Freaky staying, and I've got the war with Grandpa staying. All right, well, I'm going to pick my next stream. And I'm surprised you... I'm. I'm you're probably surprised I didn't pick this one first, right? Yes, I know what you're going to say, and I, 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 yeah. Soul. Yeah. This is going to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. The reason being, they haven't mentioned that they're moving it yet. They had no success with Mulan, but I think they have the capabilities to do a premium download or a premium rental on Disney Plus. This is near Thanksgiving. They are going to put Soul out on Disney Plus as a get get Disney Plus by the year, have your family all around the TV in the safety of your own home because Disney loves you. Disney mm-hmm. cares about you. Here's a brand new Pixar movie exclusive to Disney Plus members. I think that's what happens. I don't think it goes PVOD. I think it goes straight to Disney Plus. And I think this movie, since it's Pixar, will do Bafa Stremo. This will, this will be a movie that they will announce mm-hmm. numbers on. Yeah, I think that's going to be big. You're right. There's there's a pride situation here with Mulan not doing anything. And they now need something to prove that this 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 um experiment can work. You know, this is Iger being like fuck all y'all. Suck my member. Mhm. I'm giving you soul. You know, S T F U. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you read? Because you read his book, foul-mouthed. I couldn't believe it. So many swears. Yeah, this is. I think this is a slam doink. This could have been the first pick of the draft. Yeah. This is great. This is a great value pick. If we're talking, you know, sports draft terms, this is a great value pick. Yeah. So that's streaming. Um, all right. So we're starting to get into the slim pickings. We're also starting to get into movies that I don't know what a lot of these are. Um, and I still have to fill two streaming spots. You also did a great job of filling what is probably the toughest position, which is streaming. Yeah. So what? Because I'm looking at these big movies that are left. And Free Guy, Death on the Nile, Dune, News of the World. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to throw this in here, even though I think 
it's it's possibly unlikely. I'm going to go with News of the World as a streamer. And I think Ooh. the precedence is Tom Hanks has already had a movie go to streaming. He's going to hate it. I know Tom Hanks is going to be upset about this. And if the word of this pick gets to him, he's going to hate that this is already being put out in the ether. But when we're talking about Oscars, we're talking about the ruling is, and who knows, things could change. But as of now, the ruling is the Oscars are going to let movies that go straight to streaming be eligible as long as they were a movie that at some point was supposed to come out theatrically. And I think News of the World is the type of movie, it's a Paul Greengrass movie starring Tom Hanks. It's a drama. It's not really like, it's, you know, it's not a big action movie. It's not something that necessarily would have been Bafo Bobo. And it's more of an Oscar play. And so I think a safe move with something like this is to do, you know, sort of what you did with, uh, what they did with the Aaron Zorkin trial of the Chicago Seven, which is sell it to Netflix, because Netflix Netflix wants an Oscar, right? They want their best picture, and so I am predicting Netflix is going to pony up some big money to get News of the World, so that that could be part of their Oscar play. News of the World streamo, uh, I'm locking the pick. Wow, that that is a big swing. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to do a move there because, again, using your rationale from Wonder Woman, that if it even moves into January, because it'd still be an Oscar contention, remember, because that window isn't ending at Christmas now. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I think we're starting to get into the, the period where you're not going to move things further into the winter. Movies, there's no real reason to move something from December to January or December to February. It's it's basically if you're doing pandemic math, winter is not gonna get better. You know, that the sort of hope is that next spring and especially next summer is when maybe there's a vaccine or, you know, just again, people being outdoors, all that kind of stuff that were we're, we're thinking that's when things will be getting better. But I feel like you're not going to be moving these movies and opening them in January as opposed to December. You yeah. Know, everything's moving to next summer or it's staying where it is. And so I think News of the World, I just feel like Netflix is going to come out of the, you know, come out and make them an offer that they can't refuse. Wow. So for my... For my last stay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go safe, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick Come Play, okay. which is the Jillian Jacobs horror film okay. that is supposed to come out October 30th. I mean, it's a yeah, horror movie. A... It's Halloween. It's going to be in the drive-ins. This yeah. is a slam doink. Yeah. Yeah, That that's just a burn off some inventory situation yeah so i mean i hate to go safe there but sometimes you got to go safe in these drafts um you know what i'll go safe too um and i am gonna then go with let's see because how what do i have as a as a stay i have 
Freaky. Oh, I already have two stays. Okay, I was going to go safe with a stay and say Fatali starring Hillary Swank, which, I mean, I think that's a for sure stay. I think you it's Fatal. Fatal. You're being Italian. You're too Italian, Pat. Fatale. Your Italian is showing. It's Fatal. Uh, either way, that's staying, but that's not a pick because I've already picked two stays. So I am going to then, let's see, picking a move here. So I'm going back and forth between two 20th century studios releases, either Free Guy or Death on the Nile. I feel like one of those is going to... I'm going to go Free Guy moves. I think that Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds is a movie that Disney might feel a little more invested in. It was originally a summer movie. So having it open in December was always an odd fit for this movie. You know, it's a big, dumb, happy, action, young, skewing movie. And my guess is eventually Disney just pushes it to summer 2021, where it probably always belongs. So I will say Free Guy will move to next summer with Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, so this is interesting because on December 11th, Free Guy was supposed to come out. You're saying it moves. I say it moves the next year, yeah. December 18th, another 20th century Disney film, Death in the Nile, was supposed to come out. So it makes sense that one of these would stay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's going to be one of them. And even though the first, uh, you know, Murder on the Orient Express which Death on a Now is a sequel to, even though that was a hit, Free Guy has way more potential upside for Disney. Yes. Death on the Nile, to me, feels like it could be a burn-off. Well, my problem with it is the title. Mm-hmm. If this was... What is that called? Uh, the Orient Express? What was that? Murder was on called? the Orient Express. Okay. If this was called Murder on the Orient Express, colon, Death on the Nile, mm-hmm. then you got yourself a hit movie. Right. Right. Because people know what they're getting. Death on the Nile, who knows what that is? Right. So I do think that – I think that stays. Yeah. Because I do think that they're going to put something out. They got to burn one of these off. But I yeah. can't pick a stay. I got to pick a move. You got to pick a move. Okay. So I have my two moves are filled, my two stays are filled, and I have uh, my last pick will be a stream. So what's your next pick? Now, this is a big one because it goes against what I think this company has shown they want to do. Mm hmm. I'm going to say Dune Moves. Wow. Because I think the reaction to that trailer has been so positive mm-hmm. that there is – that people – Warner Brothers knows there's an audience for it, but Warner Brothers is seeing that the audience won't go. And I think this is a movie that they will move – Mm-hmm. Because they, this is an Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that is going to get a bunch of nom nom noms. 
Yeah. And the closer it is to the ceremony, the better. I think they want a 1917 situation mm-hmm. where it comes out and that's all anybody can talk about. Mm-hmm. COVID-1917, my apologies. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think Wonder Woman will stay and Dune will move. But you think Wonder Woman's going to move, which I think is also a good pick. But I think Dune moves because I think the positivity towards that trailer is actually making Warner Brothers think, let's move it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance they both move. I mean, obviously, I picked Wonder Woman to move. So I think there is there's just so my thought with Wonder Woman is, that yes, Dune has upside. Dune is a possible Oscar movie. Dune could be a hit. Wonder Woman is a movie that absolutely they're pegging for $300 million domestic, $400 million domestic. So there's no signs to pointing towards fatigue towards it. No, no. That is a surefire hit unless they do what I think would be the dumb thing and open it in the dead of winter during a, you know, pandemic. a pandemic. So, d- d- during the second wave. Yes, yes. Um, I get what you're saying about Dune. Open it next year. Keep the buzz going. Get Dave Bautista his supporting actor. Oscar nom nom nom. You know. Yes. Hashtag Oscar for Dave. Good pick. Okay, so my last pick has to be a streamo. And you know what? I'm going to go with I'm just going to go wild here cuz Disney like we've been talking about they're loving their Disney Plus Death on a Nile goes straight to Disney Plus Christmas Day Whoa Death on a Nile Christmas Day they're like you know what let's not even risk putting it in the movie theaters it's it's recognizable content maybe they do change the title to murder on the Orient Express, colon, Two. death on the Nile. Death on the yeah. Nile. One. Um, so, yeah, I'll go a big swing here. Death on the Nile, Disney Plus, Christmas Day, sort of family movie. So you think Disney... So you think Disney is, is, is going to give a Thanksgiving present and a Christmas present? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you I mean, don't believe the thing it, but... Is, the thing I mean, is, Thanksgiving isn't even known for presents. Christmas is when you normally give presents. True. And Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, which are all December. Mm-hmm. So December is the gift holiday month. So I think if you've already given uh, Soul as a Thanksgiving gift, it also sets a precedent where then all of the Disney Plus uh, subscribers like, yeah, you gave us a Thanksgiving gift, so obviously there's a December holiday gift coming. Yeah. That palms makes sense. Palms out, greedy, greedy, greasy palms out, gimme, gimme, yep. gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. Rats need their cheese. Yep. Wow, so Pat, what a good game. Yeah, so let's just sum up real quick. Go through. I'll go through my team first, which was my two moves. Or, of course, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to move and Free Guy is going to move. My two streamos are I'm predicting Death on, a Ni- Death on the Nile goes to Disney Plus. News of the World goes to 
Netflix as an Oscar play. And then my two stays are, I think, Freaky gets some kind of limited universal release, but probably a quick turnaround to PVOD. And, of course, The War with Grandpa is a complete sacrifice of Robert De Niro as Grandpa. That's coming out October 9th. That's my team. All right. Um, so my my moves mm-hmm. are I say that the James Bond film moves again, No Time to Die, November 20th. It will move. And then I believe that Dune, which is supposed to come out December 18th, will also move. Mm-hmm. My streaming is, I believe, that Coming to America 2, which should have been Coming to America with a 2 in the middle. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Will stream. And I believe that Soul will go streaming. Mm-hmm. My stays are, I think that The Empty Man will stay October 23rd. It's a blood sacrifice. Yeah, absolute blood sacrifice. And then Come Play will stay October 30th as a Halloween film. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think these are some solid teams. I got to say... I think your streaming position is very strong. Thank you. Yeah. The the most interesting one on your team, because I would have went the exact opposite way, is uh, James Bond moving. I'm very curious. I mean, that's going to be a big story for us the next few months is what uh, No Time to Die ends up doing. That's the one where I, I personally still think it's going to stay because it's just such a big international play. But I we'll am, see. We'll see. I am, listen, this is not my hope. Mm-hmm. I hope I am wrong. But I do think that some of the countries that have COVID under control are going to have an uptick with cold weather. And it might not be feasible for this movie to come out. Not only in North America, but international markets. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Because I I I think if the because right now the international movie markets are performing very strongly. So if that holds, I think they'll just bite the bullet and make their money internationally. But you're right. If that falls apart, then they've got to move it because they can't just release it in theaters and no one could see it. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, Pat, we did it. Mm-hmm. Where can they contact us? Where can they? Where can our wannabeo boys and wannabeo girls send their picks for yes. what will stay and what will move? That is a great idea. Send us your team. Draft your own team. Draft what you think is going to stay, move, stream to the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail dot com. Send us an email. Send us your team. If it's a team that really sparks our interest, maybe we'll read your roster on the air in the coming week. So the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, Patreon. We're not doing Patreon right now. There's much better things to spend your money on. There's, I mean, that stimulus check ain't coming anytime soon, it looks like. Mm-mm. Um, 
But, you know, speaking of which, check out my new podcast, uh, Second Stimulus Check um, Daily, where I talk about whether or not the stimulus check is coming that day. It's five-minute listen. It's informative. So check that out. Is it broadcast from Shed? It's, of course, everything's broadcast from Shed now. Great. So uh, check that out on all streaming platforms. And, uh, yeah, Patreon, no Patreon. So, But check out our boy Jake Fogelness' Patreon. He's got some stuff going on over there that uh, I think you'll want to check out. Support a, a great artist. Uh, yeah. Funny, really funny dude making funny stuff with his friends. Yeah, so. I was I was just I was just there uh, recently at the Jake Fogelness Patreon, and there's some really cool stuff going on there. Um, you 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 gotta you gotta check it out. It's it's a real good time. A lot of cool stuff. Really interesting ideas. A lot of interesting things going on. So, Jake Fogelness Patreon is a I would say it's a must right now. Yeah. And well, Pat, till next time. Will smell, smell you, you at the, the box, box office. office. Nailed, Nailed it. it.